Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. Good morning, folks. I'm Pastor Chuck Blair. Wonderful to have you joining me today, whether you're joining us from our studio audience, or you're joining us from our lodger audience, audience across the country. Great to have you part of our service here today. Now, we just got back, and again, I know this will be dated when you're watching in a few weeks, but if you're watching it live, we just got back from a wonderful trip to Florida. We got to see lots of folks who are, who are part of the congregation down there. Had a wonderful little church service last Sunday as we streamed a different service from here. It just was a great reminder about all these connections. And of course, like with all things, there's wonderful visits and there's, there's a little bit of humor as well. And, and I think that can be such a fun part of life is seeing the humor in life. And I got that little reminder right when I got there, you know, uh, flew down after church a couple weeks ago, get in late. Uh, I take a, an Uber from the airport out to, to the house, and that's like an hour and a half Uber ride, so I'm really tired by the time we get there. The driver's name was, was Jesus, so I gave Jesus, you know, five-star rating, gave him a little, little tip, you know, it was a, nice, it was a nice drive. And then the next morning, you know, there's those, those six or seven seconds in the morning where you're not quite sure where you are when you wake up. So I'm in that, in that little window of six or seven seconds, and I look on my cell phone and it says, Jesus thanks you. Because I'd gotten the name a little wrong. And uh, it was just this, this reminder about sort of the, the levity of life and, and how we can hold it, hold things gently. Because today we're going to look at something that, that tends to be pretty difficult, which is the idea of loops. We're going to be looking at that for the next couple of weeks. It's interesting spiritually, spiritually we, we step into places pretty often where we have these loops, and they're just loops of thought and loops of emotion. And, and some of them are good. I'm going to talk about a good one here in a minute. But some of them are really destructive. We're going to look at anger this week, anxiety the next. And, and we can get into these loops of anger where all of a sudden we just find ourselves rehashing the same argument, leaning right back into it again. And it just pulls up, stirs within us this, this real upset. You know, and we just loop over and over and over again. And, and it's not a great place to be. I mean, how many times do we have arguments when we're in that loop? How many times do we have arguments with someone and they're not even present? Like literally, they're not there. And yet we're still, we've got such a refined loop going, we still are arguing as if they are. And that isn't really moving our lives forward in a constructive way. And I want to be clear, folks, here, as we talk about this loop today, it's going to be a little tricky because we're going to be toggling between two things, good anger and bad anger. There really is such a thing. We call good anger in the Christian New Church tradition, we call it zeal. And you could have any number of things you could call it. We're going to be looking at good anger versus bad anger. We're going to look at the difference between rage and anger. That's some of the other terminology we're going to be using. Because I think God wants to go to the complete other side of things. And what's on this complete other side of everything? I take you back to Christmas. Christmas where we looked at this loop. This loop, peace, hope, joy, and love. That idea that this is the loop that we're to celebrate. This is, if you want to know what the Christian loop is, that's where our thoughts are supposed to go around and around, around those things of peace, hope, joy, and love. I know that when we're way over there in the anger loop or way over there in the anxious loop, these things totally disappear. And so sort of a meta-narrative for these next couple of Sundays is, yeah, how do we just keep on steering back to this? knowing that that is not going to get us where we may want to go in our lives. So to get us thinking about this question, you know, what are you mad at? I wanted to start with a little, with a little video from a movie. And it's a video where you get to see, like, when anger gets the best of us, bad anger, what it can turn into. So take a look at this little video clip. What are you so mad at? I love, I love that line, like, what are you so mad at? And that's what we're going to look at today. So let's start out just by asking our audience, for those of you joining us today, taking a look at the question, what are you so mad at? And think about a loop. Think about a loop where it's just like, yeah, this just keeps on going round and round for me. I, I know for me, like even getting ready for today's service, 
Uh, bullying, like if I see bullying, that just, oh boy, I can just feel that. That, anything that even remotely smells of that, whether it's true or not, will get me into, a, into an anger loop, a not good anger loop frequently. Anything around, you know, this is one for me with, with church things. Like I, I just, I really think church is so precious. And if I ever sense that like somebody's not trying their best, that's always like, Argh! you know, it just gets me going. And that can turn into bad anger in a hurry. I have a lot of it when I feel misunderstood, like somebody's not listening. Where is it for you? Where is that anger loop consistently show up for you? And it's, think of it this way, folks. It's, it's, that, it's that loop that we just keep on replaying in our heads over and over again, where, where we have this imaginary argument with someone about something before the event even happens. And then we have this argument as well way after the event has happened, sometimes years after, and we just keep on having it. You know, what are you so mad at? Let's take a look at that and let's see if we can get back to a much better loop. So friends, welcome. Welcome to New Church Live. just me and my mom against the world all my sympathies were with her when I was a little girl and I've seen both my parents play out the hands that they were dealt as each year goes by I know more about how my father must have felt I just want you to understand that I know what all the fighting was for and I just want you to understand that I'm not a to wage cold war with quiet charm but I just want to walk through my life unarmed to accept and just get by like my father learned to do but without all the acceptance and getting by that got my father through I just want you to understand that I know what all the fighting was for and I just want you to understand for the lack of light from above and every time we fight a cold wind blows our way but we can learn like the trees how to bend how to sway and say i i think i understand what all this song by Ani DeFranco. What a beautiful song. And, and just imagine life, right? Where, where, again, in terms of bad anger, you know, we're just not angry anymore. We're not walking around the world angry. I, I would imagine that, that for a lot of us, we've, we've come to realize, especially as we get older, you know, that anger, anger has a huge cost to it. I struggled with anger, you know, most of my life up until my 20s. And then, and then finally, like, there were a few incidents where I just had to, like, I had to let it go. I just had to let it go. I'm not saying let go of the passion. I'm not saying let go of the zeal. 
I'm saying let go of the anger. Remember, a moment in particular came to mind was, was I was sitting in my, my grandfather's house, wonderful man, and, and I, I couldn't find my car keys. You know, couldn't find my car keys. So what I decided to do was he had, a, he had a nice sort of round glass table. What I decided to do was to put my fist through the table. Now, there's a smart thing to do. <laughs> and I just remember thinking about it just at that minute, like literally as the, as the glass is falling, just thinking, what am I doing? Like all that anger wasn't going to help me find my keys. Nor was somehow the... The, the forces of the universe, it wasn't going to be rebalanced. But anger can, anger can a bad kind of anger can feel that way. And, and, and how is it that we can get out of it, folks? And again, it's, it's getting out of the bad anger. It's not about losing our passion. It's not about becoming milk toast to the world. Matter of fact, maybe this. Here's a crazy thought. Maybe if we get rid of, of, of that bad anger, the real rage, the rage that can be destructive, it'll actually give us more energy to put towards the things that we're deeply passionate about in terms of making the world a better place. It may actually feed the good anger, the anger that can start to help us to make a difference in the world as we see it. Now, what is it that the Lord offers us in these things? Well, paradoxically, and this is a huge paradox, I'm going to be, this is so subtle, and, and this is where if you're listening on the podcast, which many people do, uh, you know, you're going to miss because I, I'm trying to grin through this because I think there's a smile when you say, what is what is God gives us? He gives us a sword. And if you're just listening, you're not going to see that smile. So I'm going to tell you I'm smiling as I say it. The Lord gives us a sword. But it's a sword used in a very different way. It can be read, you know, you can read these lines like from Matthew 10, verse 34. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. Well, again, remember Christmas, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Sorry, the story's out. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. A person's enemy will be the members of their own household. Like, how is it, how do we, how do we hold that? Well, from a Christian New Church perspective, we hold that just as we hold all the parables that the Lord said, where he said, like, yeah, I'm going to speak in parables. I'm going to speak... In, in poetry. And what he's talking about here, the enemies of our own household, it's not enemies out there. It's not your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. It's not, that's not the enemy. It's memory, it's, it's the enemy in your own household. In your own heart. And that's where he's come to bring this sword that can hopefully help us. And this is really the key part of this whole service. Really help us to cut cleanly between rage and good anger. Bad anger, good anger. Rage and good anger. To really be able to cut that cleanly and to, to, see, to be able to see the two for what they are. It's interesting, folks, with, with the idea of rage. Let's just, let's just step into that for a minute. And let's just, let's just all get a little breath. And just think for yourself, what's something that just gets you going? I mean, like literally, as I even think about this, my hands start to clench. I don't know if that's true for you, but, but whatever it is, think of that thing for a moment that just instantly is like, oh yeah, this one, oh, this really gets me. And notice where your thoughts go. What's the first thought you have after that? What's the second? What's the third? As all those thoughts are building towards an action, what may be the action that starts to start to, you start to contemplate? What are those things? What, what is that rage? I know for a lot of people, you know, sometimes it goes back to a traumatic experience. In other words, somebody who's, somebody who's been bullied, they're, they're going to they're gonna react very strongly against bullying. Sometimes as well, we wrestle with this. I imagine a lot of you know this. Sometimes we wrestle with relationship issues where we feel like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't, choose, I, I, I didn't choose this. I don't have any agency here. Other people are making decisions that, that so directly impact my life and I don't get a say? 
That'll build some rage in a hurry. And, and those are kind of the, some, maybe some more, you can see sort of a positive piece of those too, right? Because there's a lot of love in both of those things. But then there's also times where there's sort of a self-centered love. You know, it's, it's contempt, it's rage over, well, how come they got something that I don't have? That, that's the kind of rage that, again, built on contempt, so important, again, looking at that commandment, that we're just, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have contempt for other people. We're not gonna wish we had what other people have. So we have to look at those, at those loops that get created out of that. And we have to remember this, folks, about it. And I think this is, this is really important. Rage is exhilarating. <laughs> That's hard, right? You wanna feel really alive? Feel a lot of rage. It won't last. It's like getting a bunch of newspaper, dousing it with lighter fluid and saying, this is a flame that will last forever. It won't. But it sure does feel good in that moment. I mean, probably most of us in here have actually, you know, truth be told, had something where we were so enraged and we broke something and for a brief second it felt good. For a brief second, we felt deeply alive. And that's part of, folks, what one of the challenges is, is, is real rage, you know, kind of the negative side of things. Rage assumes a story by which we obliterate something or someone and all is resolved. In other words, we, we really think that, that somehow if, if this rage could just like totally consume the thing or the person, that that somehow would solve the problem. But, but rage, folks, is about as surgical as a hand grenade. Definitely, I think many of us have seen this before with, with rage, kind of like a hand grenade gets thrown into a room and lots of people get hurt. Not just the target of that rage. We're talking figurative hand grenade here, obviously. And that, that bit, folks, of, of, of just trying to be clear, again, like rage, when it's really rage, when it's really rage, not good anger, when it's really rage, it accomplishes almost nothing. I can't think of a moment where I was really, really enraged about something, like literally seeing red. And at the end of it, the end of the story in that particular chapter, the story in that particular chapter ended well. It doesn't. Again, just, just think. The other loop, peace, hope, joy, love, like there's a different circuit. Leans us towards a very different outcome. Now, as, as we look at that, folks, you know, what... what what do you need? I mean, how do, we, how do we do this? Well, again, we need to come at it with a sword, which is interesting. And again, here's where, you know, I, I just want to be so nuanced. It's a sword that is very clear, that is very concise, that is not overused. A, a little aside, you know, I, I think that's important. When, if you struggle with rage, just remember, folks, you're scaring other people. You're scaring other people. And it'll be harder to connect as the years go on. So when we get rid of that, we have to have this, this real, this, this clear, this idea, this clear cut between rage and anger. And sometimes when we make that cut, you know, sometimes, again, it's, it's really a dramatic statement. And sometimes it's just really calm. Now, dramatic statement, I, I, love, the, <laughs> I, I love the Lord of the Rings. You know, I love these movies that have these deep religious undertones to them. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all of I love those movies. And there's this, this beautiful scene where if you're not familiar with the movie where Gandalf the Grey, who's sort of this, one of the heroes in the movie, he comes up against a demon and he plants his staff in the world and he says, you shall not pass. This beautiful line. Probably some of you have seen it. 
That's the dramatic, clear, concise, good anger. You shall not pass. I mean, just, just think of the energy, folks, right? When we step into that and, and we're able to go, look, I need to say this. This is not okay. Period. If you can say that, and there's not this idea to obliterate the other person, then I think we're standing with good anger. I'm going to come back and touch on that a little bit more because we're going to look at how somebody like Martin Luther King actually leveraged that kind of anger. It it's, can be a powerful thing. And also a lot of the time, frankly, I feel like as we, as we move through with rage, again, we're, we're really trying as Christians to think, yeah, how does, how does Christ do this? You know, how does, how does Jesus, how does the Lord do this? How did he live this? And he lived it in many ways. Now, of course, a lot of people will bring out very, very quickly, will bring out very quickly the, you know, the idea of when he throws out the money changers. That's a big story in and of itself. If you're not familiar with it, you can Google it. You know, the one time where we really see him like getting angry and, you know, kicking butt and taking names. And people will often say, well, just so you know, like the Lord said, we can't get angry. Here's an example. Yeah, it's one story. <laughs> there are many more where he does the exact opposite. But but it's still so clear. It still takes such a clear, concise stand in, 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 in the way that the Lord would have us try to do it. And again, folks, here's the level the Lord does it. If we can just do this barest of little, imperfect, humble, human invitations of it, I think we've done our work. And, and we see that over and over again with the Lord. We see him, again, you shall, you shall be as a, as, a, as, a, as a sheep, you know, all these, these beautiful analogies. And with the sword, folks, you know, this is a significant, significant here. Jesus never picks up a sword his whole life that's, that's written about, at least. That's kind of interesting. He just doesn't. So what are, what are maybe two ways that we could, we could look at this and, and try to take that, that, that perspective that we, we see with the Lord you know, and it's, it's the perspective of turn the other cheek. Somebody hits you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek too. It's not running away. It's not beating them up. We've done a number of services on that. It's this, it's this clear, clear, even a little relaxed stance. Again, firm back, soft front. Two ways to think about it. One is, one is folks, is, is just to first off think about space, especially if you see those areas where you tend to get enraged. Space, time. There's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom to counting to 10. It sounds, it sounds so simple, but I know we have some kids watching. We always do every week. Count to 10. Learn to count to 10. That's a big one. Now, as we were doing this in sermon writing team, I had to laugh because somebody was saying, yeah, I get so angry sometimes, it takes me a week. I have to let it go for a week before I can come back. If it takes you a week, go nuts. If it takes you a year, do it. Whatever you need to just create this little, small space. Over the past two weeks, down in Vero Beach, Florida, We've been doing 10 Minutes of Morning Calm, which is our morning devotional. We've been doing it, it does it at 8.30 in the morning. You can watch it on our website. You can see it on Facebook. You can see it on YouTube. And, you know, part of the meditation is just we do, we do some silence there. And you can hear these waves crashing. crashing and it's something I've, I've used this quote many times. T.S. Eliot famously said, you know, God is the sound between the waves. That's what we're trying to find with that space is to find that little silence between the waves. And then the other one, folks, and this is, this is not just a throwaway line. I think it's incredibly important. I think the Lord is constantly reminding us to have compassion for other people and compassion for ourselves. Compassion for others, compassion for ourselves. 
this, this is a little tricky. You know, I've been, been wrestling with how to, how to share this because I feel like it's, it's, there's just a lot in here and, and uh, you know, about how the Lord would have us handle these things that's, that's tricky to, to get the right language around when it comes to compassion. Because especially like self, we, we trot out the world, have compassion on yourself, I think way too often. I think we do need to have compassion for ourselves, absolutely. But, but don't use it for everything. <laughs> don't say, yeah, just, just be compassionate. Because we can use that to justify bad anger. No, if, if you're really struggling with rage and you've hurt someone, you probably should feel guilty for at least 90 seconds. That's probably good. It wasn't okay that that happened. And, and we need to be clear. It wasn't okay that I put my fist through my grandpa's table. Not okay. We can be that, and we can still have a compassion on ourselves, but it's not, it's not a compassion that justifies our overreach. It's a compassion that allows us to, to just keep going. To just keep trying. Folks, look at the question. What are you so mad at? And this is, this is, this is, this is big. It's easy to look at that just so, what are you so mad about? And we, we put that on, on social media. We had a lot of responses. Most of them dealt with, with political stuff that was really hard for people. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. And ask yourself as well, like maybe it's one of those questions. Well, what are you really mad at? What are you really so mad at? It's interesting when we start to look at that and, and we start to, to look and, and it's oftentimes when we feel enraged by something, here's, here's the thing or the event and we'll just, make, we'll just make it into a person. There's a person that just we just feel enraged about. They just make us feel enraged. Is it the person, you know, that target of your rage, is it the person or is it what they might represent to you? That's, that's the deeper question. We can start to really think through, oh yeah, what's, what's actually really going on here for me? Yeah. I know for me and I imagine for a lot of you, like when rage really takes over, really upset about something, bad anger, and it expresses itself, oftentimes with not great language, by the way. Oftentimes, it's because, for me, because I just feel tired. Tired and I've tried hard. And it hasn't worked the way I wanted it to. It hasn't worked in this arena the way I wanted it to, or that arena, or that arena, or that arena, and I'm just tired. And because I'm tired, all of a sudden it comes out sideways, it comes out with rage. It's important for us to see that, that that might be what's going on for us because if we can see it, have that self-compassion for ourselves, yeah, what's, what's really going on here? Then maybe we can start to see it out there with other people too. We can start to understand, just to understand it in a, in a, much, in a much different way. Yeah, and just, and just hold on to that. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's just a simple takeaway. If, if you're struggling with, 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 with rage, you know, what are you really mad at? Maybe ask yourself the question three times. You can get down to some deeper levels. And then think about it with, with just offering it kindly to someone else. You know, not going up to somebody who's enraged. Well, Pastor Chuck said, I'm supposed to tell you this. You know, what do you mean? But just, just ask him, hey, honey, you're really upset. I really want to hear. I really want to hear. Please tell me. What is it that you're so mad at? What is it, what is it that you're so mad at? Allow them to boil it down a little bit. Because isn't it interesting? Like even that phrase, boiling it down. <laughs> one connotation, like coming to the essence. The other one is, is decreasing the heat around it. Because folks, there is this, there is this, other, this other piece this good anger. Good anger, or what we call in the new church tradition zeal, moves us away from our own self-concern and self-absorption toward the well to the long-term well-being of others. 
that there's just there's great power in that because when we can hold the long-term well-being of other people we sort of leave our own selfish concerns behind that can again start to grow and actually a very powerful form of anger it was it was interesting you know this idea that good anger moves us out of ourselves it was interesting this morning uh, interesting article I was reading is getting ready for churches. We read two of them actually, and it was talking about how you know it's it's so easy to to be overly therapeutic about everything in our life. And and this they had a psychologist on it. He said the problem if you over therapize therapize everything, it actually just creates this self centeredness where it's it's really all about us just looking in how are we feeling, how are we feeling, how are we feeling, how are we, and that's it. This is the only question: how are we feeling, how are we feeling, how are we feeling. And keeps us from moving out there in terms of what are we doing, what are we doing, what are we doing. Good anger, zeal, can actually help us move very quickly to action. Now probably, for most of us in here, maybe once or twice in your life it'll be the heroic thing. First on the scene of a car accident, watching a kid about to cross the street without a parent. Yeah, it could be something heroic like that. For most people, usually they have one or two times in their life where that happens, unless you're a professional at that. <laughs> but it's more so often that it's, it's the daily pieces of being clear. Again, this gets to this, this clarity around it, folks. Being this super clear, this deep clarity around what is appropriate and what is not, what is okay and what is not. We can be super clear about that and other people will actually celebrate it. And that, that, that power, folks, like all of us have that and that is part of exercising our life. It's, it's interesting with, with, you know, just sort of stereotypical images of Christians. Some is sort of, Christians who are out to beat everybody up, that doesn't do it. And the other one is Christians who just are sort of milk toast about everything, and that doesn't do it either. There's, there's always this middle way that is like, yes, you are all called to reimagine the world. You are all called to be super clear about what passes muster and what doesn't. What's okay and what isn't. Super clear. Now, it doesn't mean we won't have disagreements on that. Of course we will. Of course we will. And of course there's going to be a big sorting as these different perspectives. It is possible for one issue to have two people who are both right. How does that sound? But, but bringing clarity to those things is so significant. And that's how the world can change. Here's, here's a great quote. I said we're going to come back to Martin Luther King. Well, here's, here's the quote from Martin Luther King Jr. When I am angry... I can write, pray, and preach well. For then my whole temperament is quickened, my understanding sharpened, and all mundane vexations and temptations depart. Good anger gets rid of paralysis by analysis in a hot second. So think about that, folks. Think about, you know, where you might feel called to some good anger. To that real clarity. Who can you share that with? What can you do? Where can you make that statement or that stand? And don't just make it a testimony of, again, don't confuse with what you like on Facebook as actually taking a step to make the world better. <laughs> so two different things. What are you going to do about it? Maybe let the good anger feed you. Maybe this. Learn again and again to leave the bad anger behind. And that's where we might find new forms of true freedom.
freedom of spirit and fettered and free with no constrictions in this reality my spirit is free Incredibly beautiful song, you know. My my spirit is free. I mean, it's just something just to just to hold, right? As they're singing that, the beautiful accompaniment and the yeah, my spirit's free. When we're in that place of bad anger, rage, we're not free. We just aren't. When we're in that place of good anger, of zeal, which lasts for just a period of time. We don't live in that place. But we can definitely visit that place and find a constructive anger that it's going to help. That actually can feel like a form of freedom because, because, folks, that's where we might find just, this is what I really value. This is what I really know the Lord is telling me. I really know it. Not fishing around on it. This is it. It was beautiful, as, as always, folks. You know, I just, I say it again and again, but I just, I so honor what people share because I think when, when people share things on text messages, when they post stuff within our social media platform, it is a very different feel than a lot of social media stuff because it's so, it's so true. It's, 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 it's things that we can look at and, and anytime I read stuff, I think, yeah, this person's having that experience and they're probably touching literally dozens of other people who are watching of the same experience. So I'm gonna read a couple of these for you because again, it was really good. I'm mad at the feeling that I was rejected by one person. 
I've been accepted and loved by many more people than I can count. But that one person has chosen to cut me and my young family out. And they admittedly should play a bigger role in my life, a big role in my life. Yeah, that, that's painful. And again, folks, let's go back to what we said. We said, pause, compassion. So when we hear something like that, somebody's going, yeah, this is something where I can just feel myself getting worked up about. We take a pause, it means we breathe. And we look at that, and we hear it with soft, gentle, loving eyes. Because that is really hard. That's just one way to hold it. And, and it was interesting hearing how, what other people shared as well. This was a good one. I don't really know what I am mad at, but I know it steals from me a lot of my here and now. Ooh, that's really good. A lot of my here and now. God, please help me to disarm my angry thoughts. And that is so much the cost, right? That whole, my spirit is free. Your spirit's free when we get rid of that kind of rage. And it also allows us to be very here and now in the moment. That was beautifully said. Thank you. Another person. Years ago, I got into one of those anger loops, having extensive arguments with someone who was not even there. I realized he won because I could not let it go. Then I thought, we did not have to agree on this earth and that it would all get sorted out in the other world. Immediately, my anger vanished. Oh, that's good. It's a line from my, from my dear buddy, Pastor Nathan Gladish, and, and uh, he was working with someone. You've heard me say this before, but it feels worthy of repeating. Uh, strained relationship between a, a, a child and their adult parent, adult child and their parent, their parent passes away, and, and the, the child was sort of sad that they'd never get to work it out, and, and Nathan offered a beautiful comment. He said, well, just remember, when you see them again, you'll both be in a better place. <laughs> I think that's really good. I think that's really good. So folks, you know, to close here, when we're looking at this topic, when you look at the places where you've overreached with rage, be accountable for it. Get that it was a mistake. Get that it was an error. Whatever you need to do to clean that up, do it. And also over on this other side, with good anger. With good anger. Remember with the good anger. Clean. Clear. Hold the vision. Don't destroy the person. Clean. Clear. Hold the vision. Do not destroy the person. Jesus did that over and over and over and over again. That's third way thinking. That's the way the world can maybe change just a little bit. And it's, it's able as well, folks. It, it's just we, we hold the world somewhat differently. And, and, and we see that here, like Jesus' famous words, um, you know, where we see him being clear. We see him being those things. We see him being clean, clear, holding a vision, not destroying the person. We see all those things. Famous line from the, from the Easter story. Jesus gets surrounded by all these, all these soldiers. Uh, he's, he's executed just a day later. Uh, Peter, his, one of his right-hand men, pulls out a sword, chops somebody, cuts off their ear, and this is what Jesus offers. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. And maybe, maybe one way to rephrase it, you know, don't you realize, Peter, I asked for thousands of angels to protect us and they are, they're here. Rokai, you can put the sword away. See, it's interesting, again, with Matthew, just within one letter, he talks about needing a sword, and then when it comes time to use a sword, he's saying, I'm going to tell you the kind of sword I'm using. It's this kind of sword. Again, a sword that is clean, clear, holds the vision, doesn't destroy the person. 
And that way of holding life, folks, I love, I love the way, again, Pope Francis always has some, <laughs> just some good stuff to say. He recently, it's an essay he wrote that made a lot of rounds in the worlds I'm in. He's just talking about happiness here. And he said, being happy is finding strength in forgiveness, hopes in battles, confidence in fear, love in discord. Well, folks, like love is going to have a lot of battles, a lot of fear, and a lot of discord. It's just going to have those things, right? And can we, within that, again, find forgiveness? I'm putting the first two together. Find that, find that idea that, yeah, in, in, in forgiving, actually, there's strength in that. In these battles, which are inevitable, there's hope in that. There's hope there. Think about that. We can have confidence in fear that we'll be presented with lots of things that, that, are, that are terrifying, but we can have confidence because we know that, that God is always leading to a good end. We're getting to that in Easter. God is always leading to a good end. And we can find love in this discord. Again and again, we come back to love in this discord. That's how we come back, folks, to this loop over here. That's how we do it. So friends, as you go out in this week, let it be a week, very aware of when we were overstepping into a rage, and let it be a week as well, where maybe you can exercise a little good anger somewhere and see what happens. Just be clean and just be clear about it. Amen. What we're gonna do now, friends, is now we're gonna close the service. The way we close our service here is we'll do a little meditation, a little prayer, a little blessing, and then we will close with our final song. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for allowing us to think about what is the sword that we are to carry. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Most importantly, Lord, help us to get clear what it leads to. Does it lead to destruction and harm of others? Or does it lead as best as we can, as best as you can do through us? Does it lead to, to some form of a new world? Some form of a vision of a world that is filled with more love, more care, more concern, more connection, more service. All those things you call us to, compassion, all of it. Does it lead us there? If it does, Lord, the battle is worthy. Thank you for being with us this week, Lord. Be with us in the week ahead. A place where we find hope, a place where we find courage, a place where we find love. In your name today we pray, amen. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, have a wonderful week. Stop. Please let me know. 
paid out that much Right back at it when I touch Here we go again I'm on the wheel again Spinning around and making no ground Something's gone wrong I don't feel this is where I belong It's no good Alone in this bad neighborhood Here we go again I'm on the wheel again Spinning around And making our ground Have a great week, everybody. Take care.